folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Today's show, we're taking things down a little different bend in the road, one might say. I see how you did that. Have outdoor news, spotlight a neat collaboration, and we hear from The Bend field staffers Justin Hampton and John Armin. All right, everybody, remember, as always, we love hearing from you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Running everything behind the scenes. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. I got yelled at off air. <laughs> oh, my God. You got she a tattle did. on me right away? She yelled at me. <laughs> all right. All right. Shh. But I do have... A pretty cool story to share. How many people said, what? Go. Silent Steve, our silent field staffer, got a hold of me the other morning. And I've been excited what? to share this hold story. On. Okay, hold on. I got I to gotta ask you this. Is How did you hear from Silent Steve if he's Silent Steve? He texts. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So you haven't actually heard from him. It is a correspondence of the non-audible kind <laughs> is what you're saying. Is this is this the Steve I'm thinking, Steve? Yes, yes. This is same the, Steve. This is the Steve that you know well. We both do. Okay. All right. So get this. He gets Silence. a hold of me the other morning, okay. and this is after. And those of you that followed on social media, you might have seen me posting a lot of waterfall photos from Steve. He's really into duck hunting this time of year. Anyway, the other morning. He's heads out to the pond, out to where he has his blind. He's carrying all his decoys. His arms are full. Any idea what he may have happened to run into or step on? Well, there's a few. A rattlesnake. Not quite. Not quite. Steve happened to uh, startle, let's say, a coyote. He stepped on a coyote or ran into one. Yes. Yes. In the dark. So who got more scared, the coyote or, or El Stevo? Let's just put it this way. Uh, he's, they both jumped pretty if dang I high. If I would have stepped on a coyote, I would have done something involuntary and messy. I guarantee that's how it would have happened for me. Boom. That sound means our spotlight segment. And today I'm spotlighting all of you, whether you are ready for it or not, I hear and have seen all over the news how the winter has shown up. I think some parts of New Mexico got hit with snow mm -hmm. all Earlier the way. in the week they did. Yes, that's mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. This whole past week has all of a sudden, like I said, fall came and fall went pretty quick for many areas of the country here. And for all of you that are already getting your snow, I hope you had your shovels out. And if you don't, this is a quick reminder. If you still need to winterize that boat or RV, or maybe you just purchased your first camper and you don't know if you need to uh, be <laughs> worrying about winterizing. Let's just uh, plan ahead. Hey, Tigger, I'm taking one out of your, out of your book. Plan ahead. Get there after it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Gets out. I'm not saying we got to get the winter survival gear into vehicles no. by any stretch, which I've already done, by the way. <laughs> hint, hint. But And yeah. he already has the camper winterized and everything. Why would I, I? I noticed, you know, our Why muck boots we? are already have been brought out into the uh, entryway. So you are ready for winter. Well, I'm okay. I'm just prepared. Sit back and enjoy the news. Colorado 
Back on the first Sunday of October, more than 40 people reported a fireball sighting that morning, mainly over Colorado. What are you talking about, the candy? Oh, I wish. This fireball was also seen in Wyoming and New Mexico with 12 people submitting videos to the American Meteor Society. Oh, this is real. This, this fireball came out of you're the sky. Oh, you're, so you're talking like a meteorite type deal. Right. So I should just be quiet and listen to the rest of the story. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Fireballs, Carry by on. the way, are bright meteors categorized as brighter than the planet Venus, according to the American Meteor Society. Also, according to... The Cloud Bait Observatory in central Colorado Rocky Mountains, such an occurrence over a single area only happens every few years. I don't know about Hmm. this, but I think something's going on because since that sighting, NASA has said that a fireball also fell over North Carolina's coast in the last couple of weeks, and that fell at 32,000 miles per hour. It was one of at least fireball. Sorry, it was one of at least five fireballs seen over the U.S. in the same night. So far this month, it's been reported. I, mean, I have you. I'm just saying this is a, a sounds fairly similar to a particular plot line of of movies or something. So, are you telling me this is a real story, or are you just summarizing something that you watched on Netflix? Yes, it's a real story. You're sleuthing. Okay. If nothing else, I'm just take sure. the takeaways from this story is our nights are getting longer. Folks, get outside and start working on your outdoor night photography. We're starting to see some beautiful things in the sky. The Northern Lights. You got it. The Northern Lights. The Aurora Borealis. Yes, I've already been seeing great pictures from friends up in Canada starting to share them. So they're just around the corner. All right, this next one, this story takes us back to North Dakota, and this story is nuts, literally. Is this one real, or is this based on another movie plot? Oh, my. This one's real. Bill Fisher from North Dakota had quite the surprise after he found thousands of lemon-sized walnuts (laughs) stashed inside his vehicle, compliments of a neighborhood rodent. Yeah, you show me this one. Thinking his Chevy Avalanche was having issues, Fisher popped the hood and what he discovered wasn't a normal maintenance issue. The walnuts under the hood were just the tip of the iceberg, as he also found nuts in his fenders and every other compartment the red squirrel in his yard could access. And this is hundreds of (laughs) thousands. This is not just a few the no, pictures, it get, was hundreds get this, how hundreds. many there okay. were. And this made national news, by the way. Even after he removed 42 gallons of nuts inside his vehicle, Fisher had this to say. I had to pull the fenders off and clean out all the walnuts. Thinking I had them all, I took it down the road, turned the corner, and found one rolling inside the windshield when the wipers went, started going. Everybody thinking, every, <laughs> and your memes, don't send them to us. Can you imagine 42 gallons of walnuts? And folks, So how long was this squirrel busy? I mean, how long did he have Well, and how often does he check his there? oil? I'm wondering, <laughs> you yeah, know? that's true. I mean, if it was last year. And I'm not, okay, so, and Bill, I'm not we need certain, to visit about maintenance. I'm not certain what type of walnut these are, but I know in my past, I used to go and gather black walnuts out in Michigan because they're kind of a nuisance to those that have them. Anyway, the the fruit on the outside of this walnut, it's it's big. I mean, we're talking just a little bit smaller 
than a baseball, but bigger are, are than a golf ball. Are you talking about this ball. black walnut you're talking about? You're yeah, describing? Okay. yeah. And the pictures I was looking that they were associating with uh, this gentleman's car and the type of walnuts that he found looked very similar to the black walnuts I used to go harvest out in Michigan. And that's a lot of walnuts. So 42 you're saying gallons. forty-two gallons is what is that? That's uh, that's eight five-gallon plus eight five-gallon yeah. buckets full of. That was one busy squirrel. Mm. And probably one devastated squirrel, too, now that his stash has been. <laughs> there went winter. Next, Wisconsin. Fishing guide Doug Wegner and his clients David Pasalula and Roger McClickton were closing in on sunset after already having a successful day of Wisconsin Green Bay muskie fishing when Roger began fighting a massive fish, bringing it close enough to land in a big scoop net. After Captain Wegner landed the 50-inch fish, a second rod with a monster took off, leaving the other fishermen to bring it in. And he was fighting it because the real drag never took. Captain Wagner reacted fast as he was not able to get the first monster out of the net. And so he put the net back in the water only to maneuver and bring in the second 50 plus inch muskie into the same net. Meaning he hauled over the edge of the boat two massive muskies each in lengths of over 50-some inches. Now, you have not caught a muskie yet, right? Even though when you were in Michigan and you went... You have, no, no. Okay, you I've haven't not caught got, a monster never yet. never gotten a monster. Just done a lot of salmon, trout. There you go. You will know when you've got a muskie on the <laughs> All I can say is congrats, guys. Mm. And just so everyone knows, they did go and return these beauties back into the Green Bay. Stay where you are, folks. We'll be right back. Howdy, this is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. I want to simply say thank you, everyone, for ordering and supporting our family-owned business. If you haven't ordered any yet, give it a try. Mickey'sMustard.com, M-I-C-K-E-Y-S, Mustard.com. More than just a mustard, made in Texas and fat-free to boot. Mickey's Mustard. Thanks, y'all. Hey, thanks for calling in, Sean. Crew, it's really good. Looking for a guided turkey, white-tailed deer, bow, or rifle hunt. Fully guided yet this fall? Yes. Look no further. Let Steve, Rob, and the fine folks from Wablo Creek Outfitters make your hunt happen. Yes! Located in southwest Missouri, Wablo Creek Outfitters offers turkey and deer hunts designed for tree stand and ground blind hunting for both bow and rifle seasons. All-inclusive packages include comfortable bunkhouse-style accommodations, farm-fresh meals, and an experience that leaves you feeling like family. Yes. Now, don't wait. A few spots for the fall 2021 remain, and now booking for 2022 spring and fall hunts. Visit Wabloke, spelled a little bit differently. That's W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, WabloCreekOutfitters.com, or find us on Facebook at Wablo Creek Outfitters. Book your next adventure today. Wablo Creek Outfitters, W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U. Welcome back, folks. Okay, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're going to uh, go, we're going to take you down a little different bend in the road, you might say. Uh, this There's last- a bump in the road. There, that's maybe even a better way. There's, There's been, a tree that has fallen down in front of the road. 
The river is running in front of the road. The road got washed out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on how you want to look at right, it. Right, right, right. But Tigger and I have always been, I think, fairly uh, transparent about our lives mm-hmm. and bringing all of you into our lives, just as you've kind of brought us into yours and have shared, you know, your struggles, your pictures, your successes, all of those which we've loved to see. And now, um, with the circumstances that we've been handed, the cards we've been dealt, I guess Mm -hmm. one might say, found that this might be a good time to open up just a little bit further on this next road ahead for Tigger and I. Uh, Tigger, I'm going to kind of let you be the be in charge of this one a little bit and i will do a little more answer to your questions how's that okay um you know we've shared with everybody about kind of the luck or the lack thereof that you and i have had from covid uh, me in the hospital for you know several days Mm -hmm. very very sick you dealing with it then getting your appendix out but here's what's been happening and the reason that we didn't share this before and i'm just going to say thank you everybody for being patient because this is a tough subject and uh, it may, you know, we're going to have some good days and some bad days with this. But oh, here uh, back in June, we uh, we received, uh, we got the bomb dropped on us. And Beck, you got diagnosed with cancer. Uh, it's been a very hard, hard thing to accept. We'll uh, put it that way. For, no. bo- for both of us. Yes. For, and I think with uh, a lot of people that, are going there's a lot of people listening right now that are going through this. Yes, Either, absolutely. Or they have a loved one yes. or a friend or someone dear in their church, their community yes. that is struggling with this and we are right there with you. That's all I can say. This has been something and and maybe I'll take it a little bit more from here on here from Tigger is sure. is, is I'm from a family that's not that is nothing new to cancer. I mean, I've had family members that have had cancer as well. So I know for myself, I've always been very diligent on checking and staying ahead of it. However, um, we were dropped with a bomb in June of cancer that I had not been prepared for. And when I bring this up is, is this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And that's the type of cancer that's been in my family and that I've been very aware of. And the cancer I was diagnosed with is called squamous cell carcinoma. But this is not breast breast cancer, though, per se. Correct, correct. And how I found it is I did find it in a breast um, due to my own um, staying on top of checking, you know, being aware of my body, things like that. Be- and because you said it does run in because your family. Because it runs in okay. my family. Okay. I've, I've stayed very diligent with mammograms and MRIs and all of that. And actually, what I found was not able to be seen very well on imaging and had been and or sorry, would have been overlooked had I not been able to truly point it out to them. And then uh, the fine professionals that are now on my team step back and go, whoa, she's young. She should not have this. And after biopsies found that I had something that is a bit of an anomaly. Uh, to have squamous cell carcinoma, it's typically a skin cancer. It's a cancer that you find in your lungs, your throat, uh, your colon, your cervix, those areas. Mine fi- found, mine, sorry, appeared in my breast, making it uh, less than 1% chance, I believe, of that ever happening. And so it slim to none, y- a snowball's yeah. chance. Well, put it I this mean, way I will not be buying a lottery ticket anytime soon. 
<laughs> there's my attempt to try and to make light heart of all of this. Uh, but it's been quite the eye opener for us. I will be moving forward with treatments. Uh, well, treatments have started already. I, I had a port placed. I've gone through all of that. I've I've been there with those of you that are dealing with cancer. You know yourself the struggles of all of the different scans. Um, Tigger's been by my side. Family has been by my side watching me, you know, poked more times than I ever could imagine. <laughs> but now you've gone through every scan, every MRI. Oh, gosh. I mean, from head to toe, everything inside, out, you name it. And that's the that's the the bugger here is we cannot find the primary location because mm -hmm. normally this type normally now this type of cancer uh, it means that there it's it's hiding some other place that's actually that's actually where it's at and we just every scan says you are clean in every other area but because it normally is related to something else you're going through all of the treatments. Yes, I I will be. I'll be mm -hmm. in, I'll be being treated um, similar to what a lung cancer patient will be treated as because they cannot find the primary. And in science, all of the great minds that have come together to look at my case. And I mean, we have traveled to Mayo and Richard and sorry Rochester. Mm -hmm. We've been there multiple times, and all the great minds came together and they said it's somewhere else, but it's just not showing itself yet. So I will be um, proceeding forward as though I have lung cancer, even though I do not have lung cancer. I'm not a smoker. I'm none of those things. Uh, but all this, I, I just makes me thankful that at least I was aware to keep checking, to, to be aware of your body. And I, that's what I want to encourage others out there is, you know, as you look at your life, you're so busy, you're running, you're hunting, you're fishing, you're getting kids from soccer games to football practice to whatever is out there. Don't forget to take time for yourself and to stay aware, vigilant mm -hmm. of how your body is. And then if somebody says no, don't be afraid to ask and question. Follow your gut. That's all I can say on this. And, and you have been spectacular uh, about some of the answers that you got you did not like, meaning we weren't challenging the cancer. Mm -hmm. It was, well, wait a minute. And so we we kept digging and kept digging, and thank goodness we did because let me tell you, in addition to doing these radio shows and all the things that we talk about, and uh, and we do a lot. We do a lot of different stuff. We do a daily show, y'all, and some of you know mm -hmm. that, some of you don't, but you have spent countless hours on the phone with hospitals, with the insurance, with trying to explain to different people uh, of medical professionals, this is the type of cancer that we're oh, dealing with. How many with. didn't believe this could happen? How many didn't believe that this <laughs> could happen? I mean, my goodness. So um, here's what I want to say is is those of, the, those of you that have reached out already, and, and this is what's wonderful about this communi communi community Excuse me, that we have. Uh, Beck and I haven't met the majority of you, and we never will, but we love you. Thank you for supporting us because, oh, Beck, yes. you're getting, you've already gotten emails and phone calls from people we've never met face-to-face. -face. We'll never meet. God bless you. I've um, had fans reach out, which, I'll be honest, there's been some dark times, hasn't there been, Tigger? There's, there's been some dark times, and then at the same time, that's about when, you know, I had one fan reach out and send me a beautiful package just he had no idea what I was going through, but just to say thank you for doing a show, 
I called him up. We got visiting in here. He's He's got a really long history in working in the oncology field. So just when you think that somebody up above or there aren't angels or there aren't people watching out for you, that is one thing. This has been a very humbling journey and has reminded me to be so thankful for so much. So everybody, um, I'm just going to echo that. Thank you, dear, for what you're doing. I mean, you're awfully darn tough. You're cowboy tough, as we say. <laughs> Thank you for everything, but we wanted to be very honest, didn't we, with everybody about this is what we're doing. So if you hear a show that they had to run last week's show again. <laughs> I'm that, sorry. That's why we didn't mean to, crew, but I mean we're really we're, we're learning to uh, – we're going to try to be as mobile as we can. We're going to try to be uh, on the go as, me, as we can. We've got the next – just let everybody know. We've got the next few months of chemo followed up by surgery and then – um, see how we're doing, you know, and then what is the next step? I'm looking forward to you ringing that bell. Um, and I and get, I'm looking forward to still getting out in the field. It doesn't mean I won't be seeing me out hunting. No, absolutely. I mean, we're going to be doing everything that we've already been doing. I mean, this is, it's, it's something that nobody likes to hear, but, uh, it's something that we're going to deal with and we're going to conquer our, our team is extremely optimistic that we're doing the right thing and, and we're going to knock this out of the park. I mean, they are, hey, your chances of success are enormous. Thank you. And you know what? Thank you, everybody. Let's take it to break. You've had that hunting or fishing adventure of a lifetime. Now preserve that memory with an actual piece of art. For over 20 years, Schneider Taxidermy in Helena, Montana has provided superior service and a commitment for excellence to customers all across the United States. Schneider Taxidermy believes in only delivering the highest caliber of quality, matched with courteous and professional service. Whether a custom-designed piece or a shoulder mount, Schneider Taxidermy is award-winning and known for their exceptional turnaround. Skilled in all aspects of taxidermy, they have the knowledge and the experience, having seen everything from North American to African exotics, from king salmon to bighorn sheep to elk, red stags, black bucks, mountain lions, and grizzlies. Visit SchneiderTaxidermy.com to view their award-winning works of art and start making that once-in-a-lifetime memory truly a work of art. Where the customer's always first at Schneider Taxidermy. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. Field updates. First, heading to Missouri. Justin Hampton has this to share. It's still pretty warm here in the Ozarks. Still have low 90s to mid 80s during the daytime. Been hearing lots of rumor about acorn crops being subpar for the year. This could play a big factor in how the mid-season plays out here in the Ozarks. Also, it's time to get those mock scrapes out. If you haven't already, get them out there. The bucks are hitting them. Last but not least, I want to say happy 50th show to the Ben Show. 
Here's to many more and happy hunting. Thanks for remembering, Justin. Yes, this is our 50th episode. Again, to catch Justin Hampton, check him out on Ozarks Traditions TV. Okay, quick. I want to give a shout out to Little Rack Taxidermy that's also down in that part of the country. And just so you know, the racks are not little. Trophies, beautiful work. Give Heather Crowey and the Little Racks Taxidermy in Illinois a look on Facebook. You will be impressed. Next, this man outside of Tigger has had my back from the start. From Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, John Armin, thanks for calling in. We got a kind of a cold front coming in with some rain, so I'm going to be headed to the blind right after work, hoping these deer are moving. And one of the things that I'm also doing is that we have had a terrible outbreak of EHD in Western North Dakota. So every time I go down to the ranch and check trail cameras, it's kind of a nerve wracking thing, hoping some of our big deer are still around. Wish me luck going out to the blind tonight and hopefully something will happen. Take care and remember, we're always thinking about you, girl, and you got this. Appreciate it so much, John. We got this. Be sure to follow Team UOA on social media and on YouTube. Here's one final thought that I have for all of you. First off, I appreciate you listening to Tiggers and my story, hearing about what I had to share. It was very personal and hard. And for those of you that also are going through something or maybe some loved ones that you care about are, feel free to reach out to us as we are reaching out to all of you. Let us know. Send those messages to us. We want to keep all of you in our thoughts and prayers, just mm-hmm. as we greatly appreciate you keeping us in yours. You know, and the thing is, people don't have to do this alone. You don't no. have to do that. That that was rather difficult for both of us because we are cowboy tough. But the thing is, crew, you don't have to do it alone. As we wrap this up, a quick thank you again to our Bend Field staffers, Justin Hampton from Ozark Traditions TV. John Armin from Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Thanks, you guys, for always having my back. Check them out on YouTube or your local listings. And remember, we love hearing from you. Follow us on The Bend every week at The Bend Show. Otherwise, be sure to send us your emails, your pictures. Call or text the hotline at 305-900-BEND. That's 305-900-2363. Again, keep up with me back all week long by following The Bend. I'm going to say it one more time on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch back if you can next week on The Bend. <laughs>